podcast today, um, I, I think we exposed some things. Have you heard all of those things about no. Ukraine? No, there's several parts of that that I hadn't even heard of. Pretty big. Yeah. Something that maybe everybody should know. And it explains uh, the impeachment trial. It explains why it's important. Uh, it also puts you on warning that these people will take us to nuclear war. Um, and why I say, if we're not at war, Joe Biden is not going to be running for president. He will resign before then for some reason. But you'll you'll understand it uh, with the uh, with the podcast today. So much it's loaded with everything. First, let me tell you about relief factor. You know, when you try to explain what it's like to live with pain to somebody who doesn't live with pain, they don't understand it. And the best story I can tell you about relief factor from me i lived this my hands were in so much pain do you remember this i i I mean my my hands would curl up and i couldn't use them and i I couldn't paint i couldn't write with them i started piano lessons this week i'm learning to play the piano i wouldn't have been able to do that without relief factor try the three-week quick start it's 1995 it's a trial pack not a drug but it was maybe if it had some drugs in it i'd be a better piano player right now but i stink on ice anyway hundreds of thousands of people have ordered it and about 70 percent of them go on to order more relieffactor.com relieffactor.com 1-800-4-relief relieffactor.com feel the difference you're listening to the best of the glenn beck program Chip Roy coming on in here in just a second. Uh, Romney's gone, and I don't want to dance on anybody's grave, but I would like to have a picnic on it. Um, a yeah, respectful picnic. Respectful picnic yeah. on that. I mean, I'm sure he's a wonderful guy. Uh, in, is he? I, 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 I don't know. He's very confusing. I, you know, is he a wonderful guy? We, we the talked things about I know about him in yesterday. his personal life, he's a good guy. Like you think he's a good family guy? He loves his family? Yes. He seems to. And I think he, he tries to do the right thing, just not when it comes to the Constitution, mm-hmm. I think. That's a, that's a major thing. At least job yes. performance-wise, certainly a significant factor. Yeah, that's a factor, significant. But does it make him necessarily you know, a bad person? You know who, and he's not up for re-election in 24, um, but he is coming up for re-election, uh, and that is Cornyn. Good, good heavens. And uh, I don't know if Chip Roy, you know, is the, I mean, I'm just, well, let's ask he, him. Chip. Oh. <laughs> God, he was on. Chip, how are you? I'm great, Glenn. How are you, brother? Very you're good. Trying to get me in trouble. You're trying to get me in trouble. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm trying to save the country. Anyway, um, so let me ask you, this, this whole impeachment thing uh, and along with the budget argument, uh, um, you have McCarthy on Fox News about a month ago saying, you know, if they want to shut down the government, I mean, that'll shut down the inquiry. Is is this the game that we're now playing that we're going to come up against the the budget again? And we got to pass this. We got to pass this. Is that what's happening? Well, I mean, I wish I could give you a little bit better news on that front uh, from the standpoint of, you know, how we're proceeding and and leading into this, because it just came out of a Republican conference meeting and it wasn't where I wanted it to be. Uh, I think most of the people that I represent who are sick and tired of a lawless president, 
uh, running over and trampling the rights of the people that I represent, endangering us with open borders, spending money we don't have to fund a bureaucracy that wants to make criminals out of gun owners and pistol braces and universal background checks, that wants to weaponize the Department of Justice against its own citizens and a former president. And, and again, I want to come back to the border. The tip of the spear right now is a Texan is the 200 and something thousand people that were encountered in August, the 200 and something thousand people in July, the guy in Pennsylvania who was just on a manhunt, who was here illegally and stabbed his girlfriend 28 times after being arrested in Brazil, the 11 year old boy in Ohio who was killed by someone released by the Biden administration. I could go on and on and on. And your Republican conference, all too happy to campaign on border security, your Senate Republicans, all too happy to campaign on border security, won't do a damn thing about it. Look, here is at the end of the deal. We have to use the power of the purse to force change. So we are trying to force uh, Kevin and the leadership of the Republican conference to understand that now is the time to force Biden to come to the table. They are so afraid of a shutdown that they are unwilling to, uh, you know, stand up and lock arms and tell President Biden no more. Is that and true? So Wait a minute. Hang on just a sec, Chip. Is that true that they're afraid of a shutdown? Because I think it works to their advantage every single time. So they don't believe that. I walked them through, for example, in 2013, I was Senator Cruz's chief of staff. Point number one, he picked a fight on Obamacare funding. Why? Because we knew it was about to get implemented and would decimate American health care. I believe the last decade of health care prices, inability to go get doctors, inability to uh, have affordable insurance, uh, I think is borne out that we were correct. Republicans walked away from that fight. But guess what? The American people were energized by a senator going to the floor saying, make D.C. listen, and I want to fight for you. And we gained the biggest Republican majority in history the following year. We gained 13 seats in the House. We gained, I think, maybe 14. We gained nine seats in the Senate. The fact is the American people want us to fight for them. I believe if 218 Republicans locked arms and said, Mr. President, you're going to secure the border or you're not going to get funding, I believe we would win. But unfortunately, we have some members of our conference who are unwilling to take that fight. We're going to continue to force it. Uh, those of us in the Freedom Caucus, those of us in the 20 from January, uh, and we're going to continue to force the issue among the Republican conference and say it is our duty to stand up and fight. I am open to different paths on how to do that, Glenn. I mean, you, you got to figure out how to negotiate to get things done, but what I'm not open to doing is rubber stamping the 2023 spending levels uh, that were passed last December by Pelosi and 17 uh, Republicans who should never have supported it. So let me ask you, when you were on the show after the last time we did this, you said no more. The uh, Republicans get it. Or, you know, you, you didn't say it that firmly. You said it looks like maybe this time they get it. And the plan was to pass all of these bills so they'd all be waiting for the Senate. So you blame it on the Senate. What, what happened to the right. House passing all the individual bills? Well, the debt ceiling deal that was consummated, unfortunately, on Memorial Day, blew the path that we had properly chosen when we passed Limit, Save, Grow. It set the spending levels at an unacceptably high level, which is basically close to the 2023 levels of spending. So we then set out to try to fix that. And so we were in the process of doing that in June and July. I don't believe we should have broken for August. And when we came back, we should be moving forward bills and reducing spending. But the leadership couldn't get those across the finish line because, frankly, they were spending at higher levels than you had 218 votes to spend. My argument was we had 218 votes for Limit, Save, Grow. 
That was at the level that would be a modest return to pre-COVID level spending. Uh, it would be a reduction, a significant reduction, but, you know, basically pre-COVID 2019. It's not like that was a paragon of, you know, limited government virtue. We just wanted to scale it back, but we couldn't get agreement on the spending levels. And, uh, and frankly, there were some members in our conference that were stubborn on a handful of the policy issues. So here we sit. So my belief is right now the path forward is pass a DOD appropriations bills to fund our troops, pass a bill that will fund government, but contingent upon hardcore border security, like the HR2 that we passed in the spring, send that over to the Senate and dare them to blink. That will, and, and then have that fight. And if they won't fund border security and, and fund our troops the way we send it to them to take out the woke garbage and stop funding abortion tourism, then that's on them. You, that's what I think we ought to do. So you would pass something, though, for Social Security so the safety net doesn't go away, wouldn't you? Yeah, Social, Se- yeah, Social Security is fine. Uh, you know, that will be taken care of. Uh, I think we need to fund troops to yes. make sure that that's taken care of. I think we need to uh, have border security attached to a CR that we believe will get the job done. And, uh, and then if the Democrats won't fund that, that's on them. Then that's their shutdown and they own it chance of that happening we're working on it uh i don't know i mean at the end of the day right now it is my my view is when is it going to be enough for republicans to do what they always campaign on doing that's what this is about no 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 no, chip this is not about that this is about this is the last chance the republicans have this is it if, if if you know why people aren't paying really attention to the uh, Hunter and, and Joe Biden scandal, which is the most dangerous scandal ever in our history, if it's true. The reason why we're not paying attention to it, most people, is because they don't think anything's going to be done. And if the Republicans drop the ball yet again... They have just a little bit of power, and they can't wield that power. They're done. Who is going to vote for another Republican? I already worry that Republicans won't be able to win because there's so many people that are willing to sit on the side, rightfully so in some ways, because these people don't do anything but lie to us. They say they're going to do it. They get the opportunity, and they fail every time. The Republicans are done after this. And I think that's what this is about. Sorry to yell at you, Chip. Uh, Glenn, look, I I agree with you and I agree with your frustration. Uh, All I can say is that we're trying to lay bare uh, what is happening in the swamp and make it very clear to everyone watching who's trying to fight and do. And what I meant when I was saying this about when will when will it be enough for Republicans to do what they say they will do and campaign on? What I'm saying is what you're saying is that that is what the voters are expecting us to finally do. And, you know, I listen to my colleagues. I listened to some of them this morning and they say something like, well, we, 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 we never win a shutdown fight. They always blame us. And Glenn, I, I said, guys, why do you think that is? Because you self defeat. You initially announce right out of the gate. We're not going to win this fight. Well, of course, you're not going to win the fight. Like, can you imagine a head coach in a football game going out and going, well, we never win these games. You know, we just but go out there and, you know, try. It, it's, it is, it's absurd. If I hear one more person bring up the art of war 
and talk to me about their strategy, about how, oh, if we do this, we'll win. And, and I heard somebody this morning say, you know, I don't want to pick a fight that I don't win. When have we won? When, I mean, in my lifetime in Congress, tell me, I'm 51. You tell me over the last three decades when you've thought, oh, boy, boy, that Republican conference, they really nailed it there. Never. Right. So my point is force actual trajectory change you know, in a shift or get out of the damn game. Yes. That's my view. Here's, here's something, Chip, you should share with them. Right now, 35% of Democrats think Democrats think that the president did something illegal. Now, there's not a, a mainstream media outlet that isn't singing his praises and saying they have no evidence of anything illegal. The mainstream media does not have the power it used to. Stop being afraid of the mainstream media, because if you think it's bad when they turn on you, wait until the new media starts uh, turning on people as well. Not going to be good. Not going to be good. Stop being afraid of the mainstream media. It's shadow boxing at this point. Well, I will say on the front on uh, the impeachment effort, uh, Jamie Comer, uh, who, who I think is doing a, a good job trying to lay out the case. Remember that without the Department of Justice being able to back up what we're trying to do with respect to investigations, he's using the tools that we have in the House, which heretofore has been limited to uh, what the what you're able to do for legislative purpose. I know that's a little nerd speak for in the swamp, but the way our tools work that we have in, in the House, you got to have a legislative purpose. So they were having to go build the case to now have an impeachment inquiry, which gives you the tools to go now follow the bank records. So J- Jamie and Jim Jordan, now Jordan, because the impeachment inquiry, are able to dive into that. And I do believe that they are diving into it fully to present the full case so that you can present something strong to the Senate. But uh, but but that's uh, to be unfolding in the next month or so. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, Chip. And that wasn't the, the point of my comment. My point is, if 35 percent of Democrats believe he did something illegal, that number was yeah. zero before with the media giving all of the hype they possibly can. The media isn't working anymore. It still has some effect but not the effect it used to. It used to be a shutout game every time. It's not that way. And times have changed. Mitt Romney couldn't understand. Why, why don't people like Mitch McConnell? You know what? Maybe, Mitt, you are too old. Maybe you don't understand that the whole world has changed. And the Republicans better wake up to it. Chip, thank you so much for your fight and everybody in the Freedom Caucus. I appreciate everything you guys are doing. Thank you. Uh, God bless. Thank you. you so Take care. You bet. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Sid, welcome to the program, sir. Thank you for paying attention to this and, and uh, being on top of it. Well, good to be with you, Glenn, and thank you for taking this on. I mean, it, it's a lonely hill I'm trying to charge to the top of. There's not many, uh, if any, elected officials that, that are aware that this is going on. It's the most dangerous thing, threatening thing, you know, uh, or at least one of them to, to our country. Uh, this happening. I, I put it up there equal to the invasion of our southern border. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Except this invasion is coming from the federal government. Um, so tell me tell me what is happening here in Texas that you 
have found what's going on? Well, there's a whole, whole lot going on. First of all, the 2030 plan, they want to take 30% of, of the land out of production in idling. That would be larger than the Louisiana Purchase. I mean, a third of our country idled. So that obviously, I'm the ag commissioner, so that's, that means no farming, no grazing, no agriculture. But it doesn't stop there. That means no oil and gas production, which is huge to Texas. It means no mining, no timber production. It means no pipelines, uh, no transmission lines, you know, no high-speed rail, nothing. No fixing I mean, of roads or anything. No fixing of no, roads. They no. They idle. Yeah. They, they mean just idle, like nothing. Yeah. So, uh, and it, it, it's, a, it's the, you know, it, it's a part of the global plan. It's, it's a reset, you know. And this is phase one. Phase two is, is the 2050. They want half our land out of production. By the year 2050, and I tell you what, uh, for what I see, Glenn, they're well on their way. Uh, they're using existing laws to re- restrict our land use. Uh, we don't have a lot of BLM land, but we have national forests, uh, you know, uh, national parks. Uh, farmers have generational leases on this land where they they've been farming it or running cattle on it. Uh, they're kicking them off those leases. And so that land's going to be idle. There'll be no more uh, agriculture production and, and no more oil and gas leases. Uh, if you, if, if you, you, you sound like a guy who's been out on a, on a ranch a time or two, you take away in most parts of the country the BLM land, your uh, meat production closes down. Oh, absolutely. And, and uh, that's just, just one of the many tentacles that, that they're using. They're also uh, buying land uh, stealthily. You know, you don't find out that it's the federal government buying it until, until the, you know, the purchase has been consummated. Uh, one thing that's really sneaky, in agriculture we have something called uh, Conservation Reserve Program. And this is where farmers can put highly erodible land in the soil bank. In other words, quit farming it. You know, it's, it's, it's marginal land. Uh, put it in grass or timber. Uh, so they do that, and then they have rewritten the rules on that uh, uh, through that big spending bill they, they passed, you know, a, a while back, the Inflation Reduction Act. Hmm. Uh, these farmers don't know that the contracts have changed, and if they stump their toe, uh, that land uh, could end up being owned by the federal government. And they encourage more people to sign up for that. And when you do that, that land is idle. You can't do anything. You can't even graze it. Nothing. It's it's non-productive land. Uh, another one, they're encouraging conservation easements. Uh, people don't know what that is. And it, it, it sounds really good. But if, if I've got a, a ranch and I'm on the edge of Dallas, Fort Worth, San Antonio, wherever, and I don't want the urban encroachment, I want to preserve my family's heritage, I can put my land in a conservation easement and it can never be developed. And so that protects it. Now, it absolutely kills the value of that land mm-hmm. because you can, I mean, in perpetuity. I mean, not just for a little while, like forever. No, forever. It is, so I mean, it, it is, it's crazy. These, I, I, I really disagree with uh, and always have. It's not just, it's not just on this uh, currently. I've always disagreed with ruling beyond the grave. You, 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 you yeah. don't have a right to um, land in perpetuity. You just don't. When you die, it can go to your family, okay, but you can't, when the family dies out, you cannot 
rule from the grave. It's immoral. That's exactly what, what this does. But what these people don't understand, and they don't tell them, the only people that can't develop that land is your family. And, and you know, future generations, your family. It doesn't keep the city of Dallas for taking it and building an airport. It it doesn't it doesn't take uh, you know the the the, the state from building a, a highway through it or high speed rail or pipeline or you know transmission lines all the uh, railroad all that can still happen. The only people that can't do anything with it is the people that own the land. Anybody that has eminent domain power can do whatever they want with it. So it, it's kind of misleading. Okay, so they're doing all kinds of things, and and I believe you that there are no politicians that are paying attention to this. Been ringing the warning bell on this and other things for years, um, and everybody just dismisses it, and it is happening. What are you doing about it, and how can others join with you or help you? Well, I talk about this in all my town hall meetings, and I, I talk four, five, six, eight times a week. I talked about it here. I'm in Cheyenne, Wyoming this morning at, at a conference at, at the uh, National Association of States Departments of Agriculture. I'm alerting all the other agriculture departments across the United States that this is happening. But one thing specific I'm doing, I'm hosting a three-day seminar on this in Irving. It's the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. It's, we call it Stop 30 by 30. And you can find out more information, sign up, by going to American Stewards of Liberty. American Stewards of Liberty. Uh, I encourage you to come, send someone from your organization if, if you can't come yourself. If, if you're a patriotic American, this conference is for you. We're gonna go in depth. We've got some, some great speakers coming. Uh, uh, it's a, you know They had one last year up in Nebraska. Governor Ricketts hosted it, I'm hosting this one. Uh, so we've got a, we've got a few uh, elected officials that that are savvy and, and know what's going on, but we need to rally rally the troops. Okay, Sid, uh, when is that conference? It's uh, again, it's uh, September twenty first, twenty second, and twenty third of this this month. Okay, so it's it's right, right upon us, right around the corner. Sid, if I'm in town, I will. Uh, I'd love to attend myself, um, and uh, I highly, highly recommend that. People attend this um, if you care about the land grab. The, the government, federal government, is just grabbing land left and right. We saw it in Hawaii. Their first response was, maybe we'll make this into a preserve. Uh, really? What? Hold it. This is private. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, and this is what's happening all over. In fact, there's a new directive from the um, uh, FEMA that they'll build back better. Part of their directive now is to set in place these kinds of land grabs or environmental uh, wish lists from the progressive left to make sure that all of this stuff happens. That's You're funding that with FEMA as well. Sid Miller, Texas Department of Agriculture. Uh, he is the commissioner of it. And uh, and again, this is happening the uh, the last part of September in Irving, Texas. And where do you get tickets or find more information again? Uh, American Stewards of Liberty. American Stewards of Liberty. All the, the all the information is right there. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Sid. American Stewards of Liberty. Uh, I hope that is packed with people. 
um, and every farmer, rancher, anyone in agriculture, this is coming. And you'll have the federal government and Bill Gates, and we'll have these gigantic corporate farms, and that's it. It's happening, and you've got to stand against it. If you don't know what it is, pick up uh, my books, uh, The Great Reset or Dark Future. It is available right now wherever books are sold. This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, so last night I exposed the three biggest lies about Ukraine. This is so important for you to understand because this goes into Build Back Better. It goes into uh, the the impeachment hearings that are that are gearing up. Uh, Hunter Biden and war. What's happening? Why is it happening? What's really going on? Are they telling us the truth that we're winning? Is it true that, you know, we got to fight Russia now? Is it really about democracy? Okay, as always, you know, you know how you feel betrayed sometimes by the government and you feel like you've been lied to and you're like, wait, I thought we were the good guys and we're not the good guys a lot of times. Um, That's the way the Ukrainians have got to be feeling. And when they find out all of this, I think they're probably so bogged down in war, they don't know what's really going on. But they are going to feel betrayed by their uh, government as as well. Um, You know, just like in uh, just like in Italy, people loved Mussolini until he betrayed them. And uh, then they hung him with a piano wire. This kind of stuff is so grotesque, and you need to know. First lie, it's not about democracy, okay? It's about democracy. No, it's not. That's a lie, and I'll show you what it's really all about in a second. Number two, we got to fight Russia. we got to fight Russia now. Lie. Three, they're trustworthy. Most of this is going right to where it needs to go. It's going to the people. It's going to the front lines. We can trust them, okay? Not true. Let me start on that one, okay? Who sends this kind of money over without any oversight? Okay? Nobody. Nobody responsible. Maybe in an emergency like, hey, we got to get this to them right now. But now we're, we're into this for a while and we have no oversight. Who does that? We're sending weapons over worth billions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But where are those weapons going? And where's the actual cash going? Outside of satire, the world's, the world's, the, the words trustworthy and Ukraine have never been used in the same sentence. Never. It's a corrupt country. No matter how many times somebody tries to intervene and change things, it just keeps going on. That's why corruption must not stand here. We must put it out. Or we'll never get out of the cycle. Now, all of this used to be common knowledge. It used to be spoken openly in the media. But now, you point this out, you're, you're a Putin lover. You just love Putin. No, I don't. I feel for the people of Ukraine. Russia is clearly the bad guy and did horrible things and should have never rolled across anyone's border. But when they talk about Nazis, 
We are funding Nazis. And there's photographic evidence and evidence that I gave you three years ago. There is a group of Nazis fighting on the front line. Can you bring the picture up? Um, they're fighting on the, the front line. And these are not like, oh, they're Republicans. That for, therefore, they're Nazis. These are Nazis. Okay? These are like the ones in Charlottesville that we hate so much. And the president didn't say, you know, they're really horrible people that ought to be vaporized. Because he didn't say that he was a Nazi and that went on for four years we are sending our money to actual nazis on the front line the guardian has pointed the nazi thing out nine years ago and it was a crazy time ukrainian government couldn't control all the militias and springing up on their border but that was nine years ago how did that happen there's an article from uh, a month after the invasion last year. It confirms that the Azov Battalion is now an official member of the Ukrainian National Guard. That, that is, well, there's a picture of them with the SS insignia, with the Nazi flags flying. Official member of the Ukrainian National Guard. Are they getting any of our money? Now, are we supposed to ignore this? We send them advanced weapons every other week. Who's monitoring just the weapons to ensure the Nazis aren't getting them? I mean, but even the mere fact that we actually need to make sure the weapons don't go to the Nazis, the literal Nazis should say it all. But they're not alone. They're also joined now by the radical Islamic battalions. The Times notes that they can be heard yelling Allah Akbar while fighting on the front lines. We'd like to know. I'd like to know. Islamists, have they been palling around with ISIS or Al-Qaeda before they rushed in to fight the Russians? Did Ukraine even check? Are we giving them weapons? There's a Reuters article that... uh, that notes that many of these questionable militias were getting direct funding from the oligarch and former head of Privat Bank, Igor Kolomoisky. All you need to know is Kolomoisky, his bank, Privat Bank, is dirty. We, under Joe Biden, we put, what was it, $7 billion of United States aid into Pravat Bank. That's going to be used a little later. And then it just disappeared. Nobody knows what happened. Really? You, a bank can lose $7 billion and we're not stopping all funding? That happened when he was vice president. Kolomoisky is also an interesting name because he was in the news last week. He was arrested in Ukraine over fraud and money laundering ties. Huh. The guy who lost the $7 billion in his own bank, he's been, that's weird. Now, it is weird because if it wasn't for Kolomoisky, there wouldn't be a President Zelensky. You know, the Boy Scout of the world. He's the greatest guy. He's a Boy Scout. We can trust him. 
How are they connected? Well, it was his TV channels that put the Zelensky comedy show on. What was that show? It was about a teacher so tired of corruption, he just ran for uh, president of Ukraine, and he became uh, president, and he cleaned up corruption, and the laughs ensued. That was Kolomoisky's TV stations. Then it was a pre-campaign ad, really. Then he helped pay for the campaign. So now, wait a minute. Why would Zelensky just arrest the man that helped him become president? I mean, okay, he's super, super clean. He found out about it. Really? You just found out about it? He found out about it. He's like, I got to get rid of this guy. Okay, possible. Sure. But then there's something called the Pandora Papers. Have you even heard about the Pandora Papers? I think maybe in passing. But until my research department found this next little nugget. I don't think I paid attention to the Pandora Papers at all. This comes from the BBC. The Pandora Papers, probably the largest leak of financial information in history. It was 6.4 million documents, more than a million emails, detailed how the most powerful people in the world hid vast amounts of wealth through offshore shell companies. Now, where have I been hearing about offshore ship? Biden's. They've got up to, what is it, 22, 24 offshore shell companies. Now, guess who pops up in the leak of the Pandora Papers? No, it's not Biden's. It's the world's favorite golden boy. Now, the president of Ukraine, Zelensky, the man who ran for president on the platform of ending corruption, is corrupt? You can't make this stuff up. The man who just accused his political rival of hiding money through offshore shell companies. Surely he's not doing the same thing. Yes, he is and has been for a while. Now, how come this this isn't everywhere? Well, because those papers came out four months before Russia invaded. And nobody wanted a bad story about Zelensky. So it just went away. And all of the billions of dollars are being funneled to a guy who's got offshore accounts and is involved with oligarchs. That great? The Pandora Papers revealed that Zelensky, and I quote, participated in a sprawling network of offshore companies co-owned with his longtime friends and TV business partner. You know what, Donald Trump? You know the mistake? It wasn't the perfect phone call. Because he didn't know the guy on the other end was part of this scam. These same accomplices were brought into Zelensky's presidential staff. One of them was appointed uh, to the head of the Ukraine's SBU, which is kind of like the FBI and CIA combined. So one of the guys participating is in charge of that. Remember, the guy who was uh, just uh, fired from their Pentagon, he was fired for corruption as well just last week. Um, so the personal friend of the president that participated in multiple offshore shell companies corrupt... But why did his boss, an apparent 
offshore business partner get a pass? How did he get away? There was a war. That's it. There was a war. And what did the world do? Send this guy to oversee billions of dollars. The standoff at the border is heating up between Texas Governor Greg Abbott and the federal government. Politicians will never let a crisis go to waste. We have been invaded. The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op by the Democrats to expand their voting base. More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border. Just down the road, you can get in no problem, no Humvees, no farm guards. What people don't realize is there's a way around everything. The Blaze Originals team traveled to the Texas border, ground zero of the most controversial news story of 2024. With some experts estimating over 4 million border crossings in 2023 alone, we embedded with the Take Our Border Back convoy to investigate. What if the entire narrative you thought you knew was a lie? Go watch the real story of Texas versus the feds and how the elites use the border crisis against us by visiting realbordercrisis.com and use code TEXAS for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV.